Hello, everyone out there, and thank you for tuning in to Shay Love 87.7. This is actually not a radio show, so if you actually thought that was real, I'm sorry you're about to be majorly disappointed, but I promise to bring something cool to talk about, hopefully, and let's give it a shot. Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is just Shayan. Well, I'm going to do my best. Um, I wonder, there's this thing that keeps coming up in my heart. I don't know how long I'll rant about this, but I'm just going to say thank you in the front end for listening to this. Um, I want to talk about influence. Um, I think it's such a huge word culturally. Um, well, you know, you, like you have your YouTube influencers and your social media influencers, and we're looking at other people that are influencing us, which on one hand is a beautiful, beautiful thing. On the other hand, it's kind of got its downfalls, you know, when we, um, I don't know, there, there's like, it's hard, there's a tension here, and I kind of wanted to just talk about it because it's a very real tension, and there's a beautiful place to, to hear what God's doing in other people, and there's a beautiful place to, you know, to see what God is doing in other people's lives, but also that can't be your only manna. It can't be your only bread. It can't be. And like the goal of your life, as Christianese as we as we have made it to be, the word influence comes with some downfalls that I think, I mean, okay, let's just take it to Christ's life. Was he here to influence? Yes and no. He was here to do the will of the Father. He was here to... Um, love people, which I guess essentially gives you ounces of influence with people, discipling people like that. Those are there's definitely things that we can easily say, yeah, you're an influencer, you're influencing people, you're a leader, those things, right? Um, but here's the catch with influence: it's such a, a it's such a saw after thing in social media and marketing and kind of just culturally that people go to classes to learn how to use their marketing and use their social media and how to make it bigger and how to make it, you know, how to grow it. And the problem with that is, is anybody can be taught to be an influencer. The other side of that is nobody like, like you can't, like you can change people's thoughts but it's like you can't be like in the deeps of people. Like I like I'll give my I'll use myself as an example. Like I have lots of people that follow me on Instagram, but that doesn't mean I know them. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I don't have influence on them or their thoughts when they're scrolling through my Insta stories. But it does mean I'm not technically disciplined, like disciplining them. I'm not technically discipling discipling them. Because discipleship, like like it doesn't come with distance. Like discipleship comes with like being in each other's lives more than just a scrolling. 
more than just liking a picture. Um, again, I'm not saying that you can't learn from people's lives, right? Like, so please don't, don't hear that. Cause that's definitely not what I'm saying. There's plenty of people. I read their books and I follow them on social media and like, it's beautiful. Like, would I say they kind of disciple me? No. Do they influence me? Sure. Sure. They, they spark thought processes in my heart and in my life. Um, what I'm trying to get at is saying that influence isn't bad. It's, it's beautiful, but there's some downfalls like true influence has to come from intimacy. That's what I'm trying to get to y'all. It just took me four minutes to get there, but true, like true influence in people's hearts comes from intimacy. We watch Jesus. He influenced the disciples because he was like, he intimately knew them, right? Obviously he's Christ. He knows what they're thinking, but also he knew them because he just did life with them. There's an aspect of influence that we get from just knowing people. And it's not always just a social media post or, you know, the occasional once a year phone call. Um, I know that's going to sound slightly offensive, but I, and again, I'm not saying you can't have those people because you can, but what I am saying is that intimacy comes with time. It's time spent with each other. And that's what gives you influence. Um, it's, it's the strange thing because in many ways it's the thing where, um, how do I say that? We desire that, and I think it's not evil to desire that at all. But I also think we have to keep that thing in check because true authentic influence comes from intimacy. It doesn't come from going to a workshop that teaches you how to influence, right? Just because you have followers and people like your picture doesn't mean you actually have an authentic influence. I know, I know. I'm I'm probably, I mean, let's be honest, I'm telling myself off, Um But the most influential thing you can do is to get on your knees and pray. Get on your knees and influence heaven in the sense of be heard by heaven, like have heaven hear your prayers and let things happen around you and let God do what only he could do. You know, we're so quick to want to give our opinion on this or that because, you know, like I have an opinion, but the truth is, is like all of those things need to be clothed and caked in prayer and I love that, you know, we can read books and we can, you know, we can take all the notes and we can listen to people's sermons on YouTube and worship sets. And I'll be the first to say that I do all of that. So I'm not sitting here pointing the finger at anybody. But at the same time, like we have to get to the place where we know how to feed ourselves and we're not just consuming. Like we have to be able to find our own strength in the Lord Like my thought is, is like what happens if social media went away? Like what would happen to the world if for three days social media just stopped? Would people know like what God is speaking to them? Or would they freak out because they wouldn't know what this prophet or this pastor or whoever is saying about what's happening because of COVID and what God's saying? Like, can we tune in outside of media influence? Can we realize that we should rather seek intimacy with the Father instead of influence, because all influence comes from intimacy. Um, One of the leaders that's in my life in a tribe that I run with always says that fruitfulness comes from intimacy. 
See, we think that fruitfulness would come from being busy and striving and doing the things and, you know, like doing the things isn't bad, right? Like it's not bad to go to meetings. It's not bad to do all that. But all true fruitfulness in the kingdom comes from intimacy with the Father. Um because that keeps that thing in us that wants to strive, improve our love, improve to God why He made such a great choice in picking me. Um, all of those things fall when I'm in an attitude and a posture of prayer. My influence now becomes kind of fleeting, and my heart says, I just want to be with Him because I just need, I'm, like, I want Him and I need Him. Versus feeling like I need to be with him because I want to make a difference. And not, again, not that that part of it is evil because it's not. We want our lives to matter. We want our lives to be significant. And that's all a beautiful thing. I mean, Christ's life obviously was very significant. And we're to mirror his life. So in so, so many ways, yes. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Um, but I'm just wanting to check in because I think sometimes we... We want to strive after this thing called an influencer. And I think sometimes we need to just run after intimacy. Who would have thought? And then really let God become the influence. And, you know, one day you look up and you're discipling people. And one day you look up and you're running in a city. And one day you look up and, you know, like you're surrounded by kingdom people and that are seeing a great harvest and multitude of people come in, like, to the kingdom. So... But it wasn't done in striving. It was just done because you love being with them. And so some sometimes I think we just, we live culturally in this, this place where busyness equals productiveness. Like busyness equals something almost, like if you're busy, it means you matter. <laughs> it wasn't always like that, y'all. In the 1950s, the le- the more time you took off, like the more, you know, wealthy you were considered. And now it's like, you know, you have to hustle and work 90 hour weeks just to survive. And people applaud that. But yet in that, like, when do you actually get to go on vacation? When do you actually get to spend time with your family? When, you know, when do you actually have time to take a a Sabbath and rest? You know, Um, we're so busy. We're so busy and like busyness has become an idol of sorts where now if I'm busy, I don't have to think about all the pain in my heart. And if I'm busy, then I don't have to think about this issue or that issue. And, you know, but it looks like you've gained influence. Like, you know, like you're working hard and your boss loves you and, you know, now you're the CEO or whatever it could be. But the truth is, it's like, when's the last time you really just talked to the father? When's the last time... You just sat and didn't say anything, and you didn't come to God with prayers in the sense of what you need. You just came to be with Him because you weren't in a hurry and you weren't busy and you didn't have, you know, like your faith was at a place where it was like, I don't, He already knows what I need before I ask. So I'm just going to spend time with Him. I don't have to sit here and remind Him, you know, like a personal assistant trying to remind her boss, you know, like what He's got in 10 minutes. And so sometimes we look at, these things that look fruitful, but really it's just busyness. It's striving. It's again, there's nothing necessarily like evil about it. I mean, I get busy in life and I'm sure you do too, but the truth is, is like, can we steal away time 
can we steal away? Like, like, why is he the first thing to go? You may say, like, what do you really mean? Well, when life gets busy, why is he the first thing to go on the back burner? Like, oh, well, you know, like, I'm just going to not go to church today because I'm just so worn out because I've worked 80 plus hours and I just don't have it in me. I don't have energy. Knowing that that's actually the very thing that you need, <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to sleep the extra hour instead of get up and pray and be with him because I'm just, I really need sleep. And again, I'm not shooting anybody in the foot. I mean, I think there are mornings you can do that, but I think you have to really start going, wait, this has become a habit and not just a moment. And there's a big difference. And as a culture, like we celebrate busyness, we celebrate, you know, not like literally, like we don't literally celebrate it. We don't put on party hats and go hurrah. But we look at it and we go, man, look at them. They're hustling. Like, girl, you go. You're hustling. You're doing your thing. And sometimes it's like, dude, you need to rest. Like, you need to, like, chill out. You need to just press into him (laughs) and not press into all the stuff that's going on around you. I understand we got to pay bills. I understand that life is happening. I just really want to ask us, like, are we being intimate? Are we making time? Are we... um, is he the first? Is he is he priority? Is he the last? Like, is he, like, the thing that doesn't get put off the table, but the thing that remains on the table and everything else gets to go, okay? You know, like, sorry, you know, Billy, I can't go to coffee with you because, you know, I've got something that's, you know, I've got to do. And, you know, sorry, Susie, I can't go to dinner with you because I really need to just spend time with the Father, And I know it may sound spiritual, and it may be like, oh, my God, like, he's with me wherever I go. He is with you everywhere you go. I would say um, in the context of marriage, like, you are one when you are with your spouse as a married couple. Um, But you also just need time with each other. Like, you're not just like, well, you know, we're always together, and we're always with these people, so we're always together. We're getting on this great quality time. No, no. You're going to want time alone with the people that you love the most, you know? And so my question is, are we getting time with him? Can we feed ourselves? Can we um, really press in? And I don't mean press in like, you know, warfare. I just mean press in and rest. I mean press in and like take away the busyness of our lives and the chaos of what's going on and just sit before him. You know, I think it's so funny, like in the middle of COVID, it was like, Oh, it's this great reset. It's this resting time. And my question is, how are you doing with that still? Now that things are in some places like getting a little bit looser and, you know, we're not demanded to stay home. How's your rest? Have you gone back to things that are normal, seemingly pre-COVID that are like good things? Or have you returned to some bad habits where you're like, yeah, I'm not making rest a priority I'm putting all these other people in front of my my relationship with the Father. Like, all these things are real. All of them are real. And so I want to ask, like, where are we? Where are you? Where am I? And where are we as far as just spending time? Spending time. Like, just spending time with Him. Not because... Not because I have a prayer list of 30 things that need to be answered, but just because I'm like, man, you're the very thing that gives me oxygen. You're the reason I woke up this morning. You woke me up this morning. I just want to spend time with you.
where are we? Because if we were actually really want to change the world, I mean, Jesus didn't come to overtake Rome and Jesus didn't go on a blast, you know, you know, going around Rome saying, you know, hear ye, hear ye, blah, blah, blah. He actually didn't market himself. And I'm not against marketing. Don't hear that. What I'm saying is, is sometimes we think there's so much pressure on us to make him known or do all the things we have to do. And sometimes you just have to realize, like, wait a minute, I've actually unplugged from the source of life. I've actually unplugged and I've plugged into my own strength. And sometimes you just have to readjust and you have to plug back in to the King of Kings and you have to plug back into your father. (laughs) You know? And I laugh, I've been reading, I mean, for years now, I can't get out of Matthew, the gospel, but mainly Matthew 10. And it says in Matthew 10, 39, those who lose their life find it. And so I'm inviting us to lose our life again to where we don't strive for influence. We don't strive for, to, to do it all in our own strength, whether it's influencing or busyness or, you know, all the things. But we actually let go and we, we run into intimacy. We run into... Um, solitude of being with him and being with ourselves and I'm not saying go isolate yourself my god no if you know me at all that's definitely not what I'm saying but I do want to say give them space give him space wake up 10 minutes early start there we'll stay on board well you know it's okay it happens to all of us persevere build the muscle again you know start with 10 minutes maybe it'll turn into 30 Get on your face. Lately, I've been practicing actually getting on my knees and praying and not just praying from my couch or, you know, um, sitting in a chair, but actually just getting on my knees with my head down and just praying, like actually praying, not just talking to him, but actually praying. And yeah, prayer is talking to him. But what I'm saying is actually intentionally getting down low submissively. Some people hate that word, submission. But sometimes you need it, you know? Punishment and discipline are two different things. God, He disciplines us, He loves, but also it's just knowing that He's bigger than me. And honestly, it's comforting to know that He's bigger than me and that I actually get to submit to that. That's a beautiful, glorious thing that brings me freedom. And so getting on my knees and getting before Him actually shows me throughout the day that's where my heart needs to remain. I may get up in the physical, but my heart needs to remain before Him in prayer, going low and and yielded. And so I just want to invite us into that space um, and just say, how are you doing? (laughs) Um, This isn't technically, I guess, a typical just Shane episode, but it's just something I'm really just wanting to to ask and and to yield and to put before us is that Matthew 11 says, come to me all who are weary. And it's funny because I think sometimes we're weary, but we're sitting here like, God, come to me. But he says, you come to me first. Come to me all who are weary. And then, and then, and so I want to say, are you coming to him? Okay, you may be weary, but are you coming to him? That's where rest is found. That's where rest is. That's where intimacy is. 
It's not in the doing for him. It's in the being with him. It's great that we get to do stuff with him and for him, but fruit comes from being with him. So I just want to challenge us. Um, I know that I started this off with pretending to be a radio show, uh, and then I was like, boom, not talking about funny things. Um, but yeah, but these are things that matter, and I really want to just present it before us and um, really just challenge us, I guess, to really say, okay, like, am I spending time? Am I being intentional with my God time? Or am I feeling it with other stuff and just finding Him in it? Because that's the thing, right? Like, He will make His way into our lives. And we will get to the place where we can find Him in everybody. We find Him in Billy that we go to coffee with. We find Him in... Um, friends that we get our dinner with, and he invades our conversations because he's so great like that. But also, there's always this constant, come be with me, come be with me. And there's just nothing like that. So I want to challenge us um, in the most beautiful way to come to him, all who are weary, that you may find rest.